Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to My Millennial Property. Emily Wallace here with John Pigeon. And John and I are ready for a bit of a battle today. And I say a battle because it's come to our attention that on the My Millennial Money Show, episode 549B, Shares versus Property, Glenn and his friend Paul spoke about the 10 reasons not to buy property as an investment. And we're a little bit upset, aren't we, John? It's astonishing. It's yeah, astonishing. We're, we're going for the jugular today. Fat enough. We're going to outline the 10 reasons they put down that episode. And we're going to have our chance to rebut those statements that they've made and the reasons why they think it's not a good investment. So if you listened to that episode for context, awesome. If you haven't, you might want to go check it out. Maybe go have a look at My Millennial Money. But let's get into it. I am ready for a fight. Okay, so what have they got? What's their first one? Yeah, I mean, what even is this? <laughs> I'm not even going to bother to listen to the episode, to be honest. Uh, just told him to send me a screenshot yep. of what notes he's made. We've got the 10 points that they covered off on. So the first one Glenn has made known is that once you hit a certain threshold on land tax, property is the only asset where you get taxed on the way in, you get taxed during holding it, and you get taxed after. So referring to stamp duty, land tax, and capital gain tax. Okay. All right. Well, first of all, if you live in the property, there's no capital gains tax. If you're smart enough, you won't go over the land tax threshold. So there's the way out and during the property <laughs> rebutted. Yeah, Glenn. No tax, Glenn. <laughs> right. So there's two out of the three. On the way in, what was the on the way in bit? Stamp duty. Oh, stamp duty. So if you're first homeowner, you can avoid that. If you're a first homeowner, you avoid stamp duty under the threshold, you diversify into other states and you live in your home and sell it, no capital gain. So there's actually no tax applied to property whatsoever if you're strategic. Can't say the same thing about shares. Mm, true that. And this is on the basis that you own it, I guess. I mean, if it was an investment property, you, you might encounter some tax somewhere there. Emily, let's not get caught up in the, uh, the <laughs> weeds here, right? The fact anyway. Is, the fact is there's actually no tax applied. Okay, okay. All right. Noted. <laughs> Uh, the next point they had was around the risk of less consistent cash flow. There could be an empty period uh, with no tenants and a risk of no rent. Yeah. Well, I'd rather take that risk mm. as opposed to having no income other than some crappy old dividend that happens once or twice a year. Correct. And, you know, I think in terms of forecasting, I would safely say that property forecasting of cash flow of rental return per week is probably easier to predict, right? Yeah. Well, for reference, SQM Research is a pretty good website to start. So before mm-hmm. you buy, you would do your research mm-hmm. and you would go to that site and you would type in that postcode and say, look, over the last 10 years or 15 years, which it probably goes back to, I think, 2007 when I last checked, you'll see the average percentage of vacancies. So if it's, and in a lot of cases at the minute, we're under 
0.5%, aren't we, around mm-hmm. the country? Yeah. So if it's uh, if it's been under 2%, that's a pretty good average overall. That's about two weeks of vacancy. So all we're doing is forecasting that into our numbers before we buy, aren't we? Correct. And if you have a good property manager on board who's proactive in releading the property while you've mm. still got a tenant in there, you might have no <laughs> vacancy. That's right. And And – to your point exactly, uh, we've owned a property for eight years and have had the same tenant for that entire period. So they get a Christmas present every year. And so they should. Yes, absolutely. And our present is no vacancy. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. That's a good trade. <laughs> yeah, so that's a good trade-off. But um, yeah, treat you're right. Treat the property manager well, recruit well, and then treat the tenant well. Minimise that downtime of vacancy. Yeah. The next one is... They've suggested you shouldn't invest in property because of the ability not to uh, be able to draw down on it. Like you can't sell a portion of a home. And I've heard Glenn say you can't just sell a bedroom if you need to like cash out, mm. which is is true. However, I feel like the overall benefit of holding on to the whole home and selling the whole home, which is what you do yeah, as a collective, if you broke it down over the uh, years owned and the the growth in that property and broke it down as a per year amount, I think you'd find yourself pretty happy. I think so. And why would you want to sell a portion off when they perform so well for you? Mm. Like, no, you can't sell a bedroom off, but you can rent one out. Yeah. And it can create great cash flow on its own while you're still living in there. Totally. You can Mm. reinvest that money wherever you like. Yeah. Not yep. not you living in the same bedroom as the one you no, rent no, out. But we, don't no. want a, we don't want a roommate, we want a housemate. Correct, yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I don't think we need to be a uh, departmentalised um, investment specialist. We just need to uh, buy the whole asset, let it do its thing and um, cash in. Yeah, correcto. The next one on the list that they had was around the pricing and value. When you have a portfolio, you know the value on a daily basis. Although, really, do people check their portfolio daily? I think that's actually a problem. Yeah, I think that they're, mm. yeah. I got forced into buying shares once and uh, I've got, I still Who hold them. you? <laughs> well, someone said it was a good idea for this uh, D word uh, diversification, oh, so right. I did it. And I found myself doing that often. Now, mm-hmm. It mightn't have been daily, but it was definitely once a week. Yeah. And what does it do? I mean, if we're, if it's a long-term buy and hold, we don't really want to know the value on a daily, weekly basis. Yeah, you're not day trading. It's not like you see a no. good result that day and you're going to sell out, are you? No, that's right. So, yeah, I don't think there's any benefit to understanding uh, what the market's doing on a particular day. Uh, but in saying that, as a, a sophisticated property investor, we're definitely checking in every 12 months on the values of our assets, aren't we? Yeah, once a year is enough. And that's enough brain power and time used mm. on that investment. If you're checking your portfolio daily, it's a habit that probably wastes a fair bit of time. Yeah. And you probably stress yourself out. You know, what if it drops 5% oh, yeah. in a day? Yeah. No, that's, it's going to create a whole range of uh, problems in your life because you you're stressed out about these uh, fluctuating prices. We get, we're on this high when we get a green and we're just down to the depths of despair when we see a red. Correct. I think, uh, yeah, I don't think that there's a benefit to checking daily personally. Now, the next one on the list they've said 
is around it being uh, shares being self-directed and there's no uh, agents or property managers involved, you know, no third parties. You can do what you want when you want basically. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like having third parties involved in your investments is a real positive thing. Non-emotional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're just out of the picture. They're like sort of minions. Mm. Yeah, they're just sort of working for us. Uh, but we get to oversee it and um, and ensure that our our business, our ship, is uh, is sailing in the right direction. So I think it's a positive to have someone in the or almost like a middle person, aren't they? Yeah. And they're only needed and there when the property is actually in action. You know, when you sell a property, you pay a real estate agent, and when you have tenants in there, you pay a property manager. Yeah. So, yeah, they're. Uh, something that comes along in a timely fashion of actually needing them. They're not just non-essential items that are just attached to a property willy-nilly, you know? No, that's right. And you don't want to be too boring with your investing either. Like Mm. you sort of want a little bit of a a challenge here and there. Yeah. Um, So you have some involvement in it that uh, that keeps you interested. It's a business. Yeah, it's not a hobby. Yep. Uh, Number... I don't even know what number we're up to, but one of the ones on the list. It's in reverse order, isn't it? Is, yeah, I think so. They've said that shares are potentially easier for retirement income and planning in estate planning. Right. Well, they've used the word potentially, so they're not convinced themselves, <laughs> are they? <laughs> they haven't said definitely, have they? They've been yeah. very... Well, property is much easier for retirement because it makes you more money. So you can retire quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Big lump sums. Yeah. And uh and just I mean we haven't brought out the big guns yet. The the big gun <laughs> look out. The big gun is leverage. Yes. Right. So we'll we'll hear their points out and then we'll expand. Yeah, we'll have a bit of a summary at the end, mm. won't we? Yeah. But yep. uh yeah, we we've got more cream on the top to be to to get ourselves ready for retirement when we've got property. Another one is around maintenance, um, so building and landlord insurance, uh, which is a pain in the butt factor, apparently. <laughs> well, if it's like driving a car; you've got to insure it. Now, yeah, I get the pain in the butt factor. We don't like paying insurances, but it does cover our asset that's going to double for us in the next ten to twenty years. So we might as well insure it. Are there any insurances involved around shares? No, I wouldn't have thought so. No, no. Mind you, though, maybe it says if it's insurance worthy, maybe it's a better asset class. Well, exactly right. Yes, it's it's actually something that you can see, touch, and feel. So you can't insure something you can't see. Nope. That's why I love property personally. I don't know about you, but like, yeah, the tangible aspect of actually having something that you can see. You walk through, you don't need to walk through all your investment properties, but, you know, yeah. you've got something to show for the dollar value rather than just a little statement that comes every totally. quarter or half year. And, and you're doing something good for society, Emily, aren't you? Like yeah. you're actually giving someone a roof over their head. So when you buy a share, what good are you doing for who? It's just for your own lining of pocket. <laughs> like that's selfish in my mind. Like this is, it's a giving community when you buy property. <laughs> Isn't it? You should be a marketing job. <laughs> well, it's just black and white to me. <laughs> no, know. I do agree with you. 
I mean, obviously this is a biased rebut on all these points. Keep that in mind, people. Yeah, but I heard the other side was extremely biased as okay, well. Okay, right. right. Well, so fair, fair. It's our time to return the surf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another point they've raised is around diversification. You can spread your investment all around the world when it comes to shares. You can have exposure to different industries and different companies. You can also buy properties in different areas and states. And No problem, yeah. Well, what's stopping us from buying real estate in the USA or New Zealand or Bali? Or yeah, I think that point's a bit invalid, that one. Totally. Diversification applies to both, really. It's well, not exclusive to shares. Yeah, they're all invalid as far as I can see, but this one... Johnny's being brutal on this. <laughs> this one in particular, like, get off. Yeah. Like, international shares, uh, domestic shares, like, domestic property, international property. No different. Yep, your point is uh, not valid, guys. Sorry. No. And, yeah, the diversification play still uh, still runs true, doesn't it? Indeed. And I think, you know, being aware of the need to diversify is really important, regardless of, you know, yes. serious chat for a second, regardless yes. of which asset class you decide to go into, mm. diversifying is important. Don't want all your eggs in one basket. No, absolutely not. Yeah. And I look at, um, <laughs> I did this whole bunch of research here that took me literally 30 seconds. 10 ASX 200 shares have fallen the most over the last year. Oh, I'm going to share those with you after the break. Okay. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So we're back. Now, this last year was actually published in 2020, but <laughs> that's a, okay. it's a good story. Years ago. <laughs> right. Southern Cross Media Group, 89% over the past year. Dropped. Dropped. <gasps> Property doesn't do that. Absolutely not. Pilbara Minerals, 71%. Flight Travel, 70%. Webjet, 70%. GA Education, 66%. Uh, Unibar Rodomico Westfield, Westfield Group, Westfield, 73%. Okay. O Media, 63%. Oil Search Limited, 59%. Whitehaven Coal, 58%. Virgin Money, 
58%. They're all diversified industries. That's just not mining. That's just not finance. That's just not travel. That's a lot of industries there. What's interesting about that is particularly the timing of that report, obviously, is those industries didn't withstand very well a pandemic. Correct. However, what is Maslow's, is it Maslow? (laughs) The hierarchy hierarchy of of needs. needs. Yes. What is essential? We need to eat. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's right. (laughs) A a roof over our head. (laughs) Correct. And it stood up in the toughest of times. We don't need retail. No. We don't really need media. No. All these things are a byproduct. Yes. Really? Yeah. But what are the essentials? So imagine if you borrowed money to buy some shares in an asset that dropped 70%. I'd be gutted. Well, not only would you be gutted, but you'd be getting a margin call Mm. and a big loud one and it'd keep ringing until you answered Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and there go your shares if you haven't got the funds to put in to reduce your LVR. So, yeah, there's there's, uh, Trouble Street there. Uh, We don't want those things to happen and and some of those companies can actually go under. Ansett Mm -hmm. 2001 when I was over uh, overseas. Yeah. Lost all my frequent flyers through them. Thank you very much, Bob. But also, if you had money in those shares and that company went under, that's Too your total bad, investment so gone. Whereas bricks and mortar will still have a value. Yes, they may drop in value, but will still have a value. The phrase safe as houses is coming to mind for me on this <laughs> it's topic. Very much safe <laughs> as houses, isn't it? Yeah. The risk is, you know, I think the common theme in this is there's cost. Hmm. The risk seems to be a lot less. Yeah. They don't say safe as shares. No, I've never heard that before. No, ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever, never. I hope they listen to this, by the way. <laughs> well, uh, oh, Nath will because he edits it. Yeah. <laughs> don't edit the good juicy stuff, Nath. Yeah. <laughs> so back on what other stabs they've taken at yeah. our beloved property yes. sector. They've spoken about the fact that shares have minimal transaction costs. So no stamp duty, no conveyancing costs and no agent's fees upon sale. Yeah, you got us there. Yeah, you did get us there. I can't can't really think of a... No. For $9 you can buy in. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Next one. Yeah, that's fair. We'll take that. We will take that. At least we're gracious. But we need someone experienced and qualified as a solicitor slash conveyancer. So we're treating it serious. Like... Yeah. They don't need to bring someone in like that because it's just a hobby. That's why they don't charge anyone to look over it. There's no serious legal parties involved in shares. It's just that's right. Yeah. So do it yourself. You, you actually want to pay money to good people. That's true, mm. and have the A team on your side. Yeah, and why not pay tax to Australia? <laughs> right? <laughs> What's wrong with that? We get good roads, we get good parks and gardens, we get uh, our athletes represent uh, our country at the Olympics. It goes to good places apparently. Well, uh, again, coming back to property, we're in the space of giving, not just receiving. (laughs) (laughs) So happy to give some I love how serious you are. This is great. Very passionate. I am. The next one is you can invest in shares without the need to borrow. So there's less risk, more flexibility. Mm. But I would say if you can't, you know, if you're not borrowing to get in, 
you don't have leverage as in you can no. only you can only put in as much as you can save. Boom. They shouldn't have poked the bear with this one. No. Okay, so let's put 10 grand into some shares, which we generally don't borrow money for shares because there's no income associated to it. Mm-hmm. It's very risky. We can get a margin call and, and there's fluctuations, left, right and center. Yeah. We put 10 grand into the shares. We have a total value of 10 grand. If it goes up 10%, that's $100. I mean, $1,000. <laughs> $1,000. That's $1,000 return or increase. If I put $10,000 into a 100K asset, which I can through property, mm-hmm. and it goes up 10%, mm-hmm. how much do I get increase? 10 grand. 10, I've actually just got my deposit back in potentially one year. Yeah. Yeah, 10 times the actual returns through leveraging and using the bank's money. If I've got my cash flow sorted, that's an absolute no-brainer. Why wouldn't we do that? Yeah, the more money you have to put in, the better, really. Mm. It's the greater return. And it's very limiting if all you can put in is the cash you have available to you. Not many people have 100K to just put in shares, Yeah, do they? But to put that towards a house deposit. Yes, and potentially, you know, borrow something even, you know, that's worth 500K. Mm. The mass on that stacks up again. It's just, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think that that's a very valid point that you... No. Mm. And, and I think, like, I get it. You, you, smaller, smaller in costs so you can buy shares for $1,000. Like, yep. you probably can't buy property for 1000 unless it's a brick. Yeah. Um, I get that. But it's sort of like playing under 15s before you make it to seniors. Like the, the the share investing is sort of getting a feel for investing before we then play the senior game, which is property. Yeah. So we're building our way up to get that deposit and then just leverage your life away. Makes sense. Yeah. The only thing, well, on the space of giving, mm. we're giving money and we're appreciative of the fact that the banks have lent it to us. So we're giving them money in the form of interest. Yes. Yeah, which lines their pockets mm-hmm. and it makes us feel good that we're giving banks profit. Doesn't it just? If we didn't have a bank, <laughs> how could we leverage it? It's a cash-22, isn't it? It is. You've got to have the bank. You've got to love the bank. Correct. Yeah, they're, they're a, uh, a necessary evil. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> they are indeed. Now, this one seems like a repetitive one. I feel like we've already touched on this, but they've, they've gone, you know what, I think I had to make up a list of 10, so they've like rephrased one to make it. Are we it. still in 10? It sounds like there's more than 10 to No, make. no, no, we're still, no, mm. we're still there. Okay. Um, no maintenance. Shares never wear out. There was a reference to maintenance before about upkeep and all the rest oh, of it. Oh, yes. Um, shares never wear out. Well, yeah, but how boring. Yeah. But the fact that they, uh, the asset does wear out, we claim that. In depreciation. Yeah. Correct. Can't claim any depreciation in the shares. No, when it goes down in value, you can't put your hand up and say, I'm going to claim that. Correct. It's just you've got to weather the storm and it can be a a negative loss against your gain potentially that you made through property. So property will help the share loss out. Mm. Um, In other words, you need property. (laughs) In order to make a gain. (laughs) In order to own any shares. Yeah. Anyone that likes shares listening to this must be cringing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're like, stop talking. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's it's tongue in cheek, but it's um, sort of half true. We're half serious. Yeah, really. that's true. Um, final one, final one before uh, we... Yeah, yeah. And b- before we go to the final one, mm. I think while we're okay at talking about this is we cop a lot of this at the local barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, not like having kids, but like 
everyone's an expert. Yeah. And it's either shares or property. There's, there's no one that sits in, in the middle saying, oh, I love both of them and I, I understand both of them really, uh, really well. And it's always this, this fight between Ford and Holden and Coke and Pepsi and <laughs> property and shares, isn't it? <laughs> so true. You've got to pick a camp to be in and we are in the property camp. Yeah. There's so, no question about that. So this episode gives you ammunition <laughs> at your next barbecue. <laughs> Very timely. You should be listening to this in summer. So you yes. know, get ready for Saturday. Bit of backyard cricket. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, so the final one is that shares are not dependent on population growth for growth in value. That's um, that's interesting because I'd feel like actually they are because if companies are going to grow, <laughs> yes. they're actually dependent upon the world continuing to grow and need whatever it is that they sell. Yes, those companies, a commodity. Yeah, correct. So employing invalid. more staff. Mm. That's completely invalid. Yeah. And we don't necessarily rely on more population. We just look no. at the supply v demand. So it's, yeah, we can we can get some good gains without extreme population growth. Yeah, so I think there's more reliant on companies needing population increases than not. Yeah. So as a, as a home buyer, we only need one person to pay us money, right, the tenant. Oh, you mean as a property as a, investor? As an investor, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, which? <laughs> yeah, so as an investor, we only need one person. If uh, if I've got shares in Woolworths, now mm. solid share, I take it, how many people do we need to pay their money for me to make a profit? Quite a few million really to Lots. shop yeah. weekly and bring in that revenue. And they need to keep coming back don't they, every day. So yeah. they're very reliant on that. And there's also potential that, you know, the waters get a bit diluted with more competition depending on your industry. Yes. You know? Yeah. Property, there's only so much land people can build on. And and if you bought in an area that has a low vacancy and also low development Mm. and it's scarce, well, you're pretty safe. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, like a perfect example of that is, oh, media. Yes. That drops so much and that's a bit of competition as Mm. well as a bit of corporate company bad management. And right. also I think a shift to social media being mm. more where companies are spending their money because O-Media is like all the billboards and digital yeah. boards and stuff, which really are people even looking up when they're driving anymore? I don't even know. No, there's a lot of, when you drive from um, Melbourne to Brisbane, you see mm. a lot of advertise here signs, yeah. which means no one's advertising. <laughs> <laughs> They're advertising themselves. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? So trends can change and companies can be gone overnight. Think about, I always think about Blockbuster versus Netflix, you know? Yeah. Wasn't overnight, it was progressive, but still property will never go out of fashion. Like it'll never be uncool to have a home. No, that's right. still relevant 100, 200 years later, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And even those old buildings in France that are like built in the 1500s. Yep. Wow. They've, Still they've going strong. Gone up in value. Yep. Still. The older, the better. Absolutely. Yeah, you just got to build them right. Yep. So, uh, yeah, well, there you go. Ten points. Um, pretty insipid points. The only one really out of that list that we didn't have a comeback to was the cost associated with stamp duty, conveyances, mm. and, you know, things to get associated with the actual cost of purchasing it. Yeah. Yep. You can't avoid that. No, no, well, you and see that, it that's as a positive. Yeah, but still, you can't avoid it. Yeah, you can see how politicians can convince people. To, 
It's just all marketing. That's why I said yeah. you should be in marketing. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, look, I think tongue-in-cheek, a lot of it, uh, but I think it gives you some good ammunition for your next barbecue. Yep. Uh, when when uh, those closest to you that have um, a genuine interest in your success question you about your next property decision, you're armed with a, a bit of ammo, aren't you? Indeed. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, yeah, full disclosure, I invest in shares. So do I. <laughs> so does Emily. So we're, we're not against it at all. We just had to... We had to just um, rebut, didn't we? We had yep. to basically say, well, if this can't go on. We can't – you can't have a one-sided argument. No. The, this episode wasn't even our idea. Glenn, <laughs> Glenn was like, yeah, sure, I'll send you the list. You guys can rebut it. No worries. Yeah. So thanks, Glenn. And how good is it to actually rebut something without some commentary coming back the other way? Which <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like we're right and so, yeah. you know, if you've got anything to say about it, you can write to us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Hit Emily up on Instagram. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> um, yeah, so a bit of a fun episode there today for you. Uh, for the property nerds like ourselves, hopefully you... Self-confessed. Hopefully you got a bit of a smile there. Um, if you didn't, you're probably still not listening. <laughs> you've probably gone well and truly by now. <laughs> yeah. Look, don't take it as financial advice today. Or any other time. Or ever. No. No, just opinion. It's a couple of opinions. So, um, yeah, but anyway. Emily, tell us about what you do in Melbourne on a regular basis other than shop and oh, hit the beach. Me. <laughs> Don't hit any beaches and very rarely shop. Spend most of my life looking at property, helping people get into the property market. Yeah. And um, I'm in the top, I think it's the top 0.5% this year of realestate.com users. Wow. So look out. Is that right? There's yeah. actually a ranking. There actually is, yeah. Did you get I was top notified that or yeah. did you Google it? No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's not Google worthy. Uh, no, last year was 1% and I think this year was 0.5%. Yeah. Wow. So it, what that means is when I'm not looking for properties for other people, I'm just floating around checking out wow. you know, randomly on map view where I want to potentially live or yeah. Yep, find interesting. So So that's yeah. on realestate.com. Correct. Right. So is that going in and going out, not shutting down the browser or just time spent in there, do you know? I think it's time spent in there. Mm. Yeah. 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 Active using time. Yeah. 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 So I mean, occasionally use domain, but really I'm a realestate.com user. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But uh no, in all seriousness. We help people buy houses. That's what we do. Yes. Owner-occupier homes. Uh, those that want to remove a little bit of emotion out of it, you get a, a third-party intervention in the in the form of a, a buyer's agent, are you? Correcto. Do you like realestate.com or domain more? Um, yeah, definitely realestate.com. Yeah. yeah. Better usability. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I'm annoyed though mm. and I told realestate.com this. Oh, did you? <laughs> You know, you used to be able to go onto realestate.com and you could check the last 10 years of growth in a suburb. Oh, no, I didn't yeah, use that function. Yeah, it did. There was a function in there. It surprised me when you're in the top 1% that yeah. you didn't find that out. <laughs> but you could go in there. Right, okay. Now it gives you the, like the last three years or something crabby. Oh, yeah. on the suburb summary page? Is that what you mean? Something like that, suburb okay. profile. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you now. Yeah. Yeah. It was pulled from Core Logic anyway, pretty sure. Yeah, but it was just nice and easy when you go in there and you're looking at a property, okay, quickly flick to there, see what it's done. And it, and it had the unit growth and it had the housing growth. So you could 
compare for the last 10 years what they'd both done right, in okay. that suburb. It just made it easier. And and the fact that realstart.com was free yeah. was handy. For, so yeah, not, totally. not everyone's got RP data. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, that's uh, that's my gripe for them. <laughs> <laughs> Can always be doing better. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> including us. Um, all right, good yarn today. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you're still there, yep, well done. <laughs> and and feel free to put in the Facebook group. Actually, if you're there in that group, just some other things that you have property v shares. Yeah, any more case in point argument? Yeah. For, yep. Hashtag property and yeah. Yeah, let's give it to them. Love it. Mm. All right. Talk soon. Until next time. All right. Bye. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. Taking your property journey to the next level starts with education. That's why we make this podcast, but we've also created online courses to equip you with the knowledge you need to take the next steps. I've created the Solvair Online Academy, open to both first home buyers and seasoned investors, where I share my tips and experience from 20 years in the property space. And if you're a first home buyer, I have the course just for you. Everything from pre-approval all the way through into your settlement and everything in between. How to place an offer, how to bid at auction, what to even look for at an open home and what questions to ask the agents. It's all covered in my online course. Follow the links in the show notes to sign up and get started today. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.